The Capitol Gazette shooting yesterday in Annapolis, Maryland, is another tragic incident where five lives were lost and countless others were affected by this senseless and needless violence. I truly wish I wasn't writing, speaking, and teaching about this topic because it wasn't needed. I'd gladly teach mediation skills, negotiation skills, and effective communication, and those are topics I've taught and written about since law school. However, because these killings continue, and statistics prove they are more frequent than they used to be, I will do everything I can to help people be better prepared and increase their survivability. Now, let me make this very clear. I am not blaming anyone at the Capitol Gazette for what they did or what they tweeted or said. They didn't know different. But I do disagree with things that were tweeted and said. Now, again, the only person to blame is the sick individual that took a firearm to the newspaper office and committed these Capitol Gazette shootings. Um, And I'm not even going to say his name because I don't want to give him any acknowledgement. He's sick, and I personally wish they'd just put him down for the terror and heartbreak he's caused. And I feel the same about everyone who preys on innocent victims. I'm, I'm very passionate about this, and I'd like to see these scumbags disappear from the earth. And then I will go back to teaching something else. But until then, I'm going to continue teaching people to be safe and what they can do. Um, and so, for people in for future incidents, because sadly there's going to be more. Um, these aren't stopping. They've only become more frequent. So I want to share the comments that I heard and read that I disagree with and why. So one comment was made by a Capitol Gazette shooting survivor, and he, ended, he said, it's not something anyone can prepare, for, can prepare themselves for. Now, I agree and disagree with this. He, he was right in the fact that I don't think we can fully prepare ourselves for the sudden, unexpected horror of an event like that. However, there are things we can do to better prepare ourselves for such an occurrence. And I'm not talking about turning everyone into Rambo so they can take out these sick monsters. No, there are a lot of things we can do besides just the physical. Okay? We can learn how to harden targets and position ourselves in ways to better escape or respond. Okay? We can learn to better identify and report risk factors. And then the risk assessment teams and law enforcement can increase what they are doing regarding potential threats. Now, I understand this is extremely difficult because the freedoms we have in this country, and I in no way want to advocate that we lose any more of those freedoms. I, I, I believe in our freedoms, and I want to keep them. And so we have to be careful with what we can do with people before they've actually committed a crime. But I think we're learning, and I think we will be doing better. And I want to see more people working on this so we can do better. Okay. We can make places easier to lock down and deny access to where we're at. I mean, part of the lawsuit at uh, Sandy Hook was because teachers had to go out in the hallway where there is a risk of being shot if there's a killer in the hallway to lock their doors and then go back in to pull them shut locked. Um, You know, I wrote about that in the lawsuits in the book. So I think we can do a better job at making it so people can protect themselves in these situations. 
Okay. So we can also learn how to attack back and stop these killers. And we can learn the ways and opportunities that give us the best chance of doing so. Now, I'm not talking that we charge these killers head-on, frontal assault, and, and sacrifice ourselves. You know, and I'm not expecting people to do that. But we can learn how to ambush at corners and doorways. We can learn how to work with others to effectively take these killers down. We can learn the best opportunities to do so. Okay, so there are things we can learn to increase our chances of being able to stop these killers. And people have done it. Ordinary, regular people have attacked back and stopped these shooters. I mean, a great example we saw in the Waffle House just a few months ago, where, where that brave young man stopped that guy with a gun and he saved a lot of lives. Okay, so we can learn better ways to do this. Um... Other things that we can do, we can purchase and know how to use life-saving devices such as tourniquets and pressure bandages. We can learn advanced first aid and trauma aid, which can save people, not just in an active shooter situation, but a car accident or any other emergency where massive hemorrhaging, hemorrhaging means the loss of life. So we can learn those things. We can have tourniquets and pressure bandages and, and um, first aid supplies handy and available. Um, we can increase our awareness. I talk about awareness all the time. Pull our heads out of our apps and pay attention. That will keep us safe in general, not just from active shooters and other terrorist attacks. We can learn how to interact with law enforcement during these situations to better help them do their job and accomplish their mission. Okay, so I mean, there are many things we can do to better prepare ourselves for these kinds of situations. And that's why I really disagreed with that individual's comment. Okay? Having some kind of plan for emergencies, including active shooter situations, can help a person respond during crisis. So we need to have that plan before the event actually happens. That's why when you get on an airplane, every time you get on an airplane, they give you that safety briefing telling you how to work the seatbelt, locate the nearest exit because in an emergency and you have to exit that aircraft you only have about 90 seconds to do so if there's fire and smoke and they have studied where people that had the plan because they interviewed them afterwards and they knew that they where the nearest exit was and they had that plan of something happens I'm getting out through that exit and they got out and others died not having that plan. Now, we, because they're deceased, we cannot say what they did or what they didn't do, but I would suspect that they didn't look around and find the nearest exit and commit that plan in their mind. So in the heat of the moment, when adrenaline and fear hit them, they, you know, froze up. Okay, so having a plan and knowing what you will do, even if it's a simple one, can make a difference. Okay, another tweet that I read that really bothered me, and I did a little video on YouTube about it yesterday, um, it was from a man that was hiding under a desk, and he heard the gunman reloading. Now, anyone who's read my book or taken a class with me knows that hiding and hoping is not a plan for survival. 
Now, I'm very glad that individual, the individual who tweeted, he survived. And, and, and I'm glad for that. And the strategy worked for him in this situation. And that's a good thing. But the fact is, hiding under a desk and hoping does not provide the best chance of survival. Being proactive, taking your safety and survival into your own hands, and escaping, denying, or attacking back are proven to be the best options. Now, which option will depend on different variables? And that's why I created the Active Shooter Response Triangle for my book, Posters, and Classes. Okay, It's going to depend on your situation and your proximity to the shooter and a lot of variables of what will be the best option, escape, deny, or attack back. But those are proven to be better than hiding and hoping. And I say that because there have been these situations where killers have walked around shooting people, hiding under desks and tables. And that's why I don't want you hiding and hoping. You know, a few other things that they did not surprise me regarding the shooting yesterday at the Capitol Gazette because they've happened before. I've talked about them, I've taught them, and I've written about them. One, there were signs beforehand of this potential incident happening. Okay, um, Another thing, the suspect barricaded the exit doors as part of his pre-planned attack. We've seen that before, and it's something we have to be aware of. And, and we, we study these, and we, we take from them so we can hopefully prevent or save lives in the future. Um, another thing that wasn't surprising, I, I have a big list of it in my book, is People thought the initial sounds were fireworks. Part of that goes into the denial process that I talk and write about. Um, it's easier to think, oh, those are just fireworks, than acknowledge what it actually is. Okay? So these are things that have been studied. They repeatedly occur. And again, the only reason they're important right now is because this knowledge helps us prepare and hopefully prevent shootings and deaths in the future. Okay? So, you know, I want everyone that's listening to this right now to do the things that will make yourself safer and to increase your survivability in an active shooter or terrorist attack or just in daily life. Now, nothing is 100%. And I can't ensure that no one else dies. No one can do that. And I can't ensure that doing one of these three actions will make sure everyone survives. We can't do that. But I can guarantee that this information, if acted upon, can make a difference and it can increase your odds if you ever face such a horrific situation as they faced yesterday and that many others have faced and sadly people will face in the future. Um, you know, and, and that's why I often say my book and my course, they're the most important book and course you will ever read or take that I hope you never need. I don't want you to ever have to escape, deny, or attack back. But I want you to have that knowledge and ability just in case. So, I mean, it's up to all of us to take our own safety and personal security as our own responsibility and do the things that are increase our personal security and safety so we can enjoy our lives, but we can do so safely with a plan if something bad happens. So, as a final note, I want to say and give my heartfelt condolences 
thoughts and prayers to the friends and family members of those killed yesterday. Um, may they rest in peace. And that would be, and I hope I don't butcher the names, but that'd be Rob Hasen. He was 59 years old, an editor and columnist. Uh, Wendy Winters, who was 65, and she was a reporter there. John McNamara was 56, and he was an editor and sports reporter. Um, Gerald Fishman, 61, he was an editorial page editor. And Rebecca Smith, who was a sales assistant. Uh, may all five of them rest in peace, and may there be some kind of peace found with their friends and family after this tragic situation. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, please, take care. Stay safe. The Capitol Gazette shooting yesterday in Annapolis, Maryland, is another tragic incident where five lives were lost and countless others were affected by this senseless and needless violence. I truly wish I wasn't writing, speaking, and teaching about this topic because it wasn't needed. And I'd gladly teach mediation skills, negotiation skills, and effective communication. And those are topics I've taught and written about since law school. However, because these killings continue, and statistics prove they're more frequent than they used to be, I will do everything I can to help people be better prepared and increase their survivability. Now, let me make this very clear. I am not blaming anyone at the Capitol Gazette for what they did or what they tweeted or said. They didn't know different. But I do disagree with things that were tweeted and said. Now, again, the only person to blame is the sick individual that took a firearm to the newspaper office and committed these Capitol Gazette shootings. Um, and I'm not even going to say his name because I don't want to give him any acknowledgement. He's sick, and I personally wish they just put him down for the terror and heartbreak he's caused. And I feel the same about everyone who preys on innocent victims. I'm, I'm very passionate about this, and I'd like to see these scumbags disappear from the earth. And then I will go back to teaching something else. But until then, I'm going to continue teaching people to be safe and what they can do. Um, and so, for people in for future incidents, because sadly there's going to be more. Um, these aren't stopping. They've only become more frequent. So I want to share the comments that I heard and read that I disagree with and why. So one comment was made by a Capitol Gazette shooting survivor, and he, and he said, it's not something anyone can prepare for, can prepare themselves for. Now, I agree and disagree with this. He, he was right in the fact that I don't think we can fully prepare ourselves for the sudden, unexpected horror of an event like that. However, there are things we can do to better prepare ourselves for such an occurrence. And I'm not talking about turning everyone into Rambo so they can take out these sick monsters. No, there are a lot of things we can do besides just the physical. Okay? We can learn how to harden targets and position ourselves in ways to better escape or respond. Okay? We can learn to better identify and report risk factors. And then the risk assessment teams and law enforcement can increase what they are doing regarding potential threats. Now, I understand this is extremely difficult because the freedoms we have in this country, and I in no way want to advocate that we lose any more of those freedoms. I, I, I believe in our freedoms and I want to keep them, 
And so we have to be careful with what we can do with people before they've actually committed a crime. But I think we're learning, and I think we will be doing better. And I want to see more people working on this so we can do better. We can make places easier to lock down and deny access to where we're at. I mean, part of the lawsuit at... Uh, Sandy Hook was because teachers had to go out in the hallway where there is a risk of being shot if there's a killer in the hallway to lock their doors and then go back in to pull them shut locked. Um, You know, I wrote about that in the lawsuits in the book. So I think we can do a better job at making it so people can protect themselves in these situations. So we can also learn how to attack back and stop these killers. And we can learn the ways and opportunities that give us the best chance of doing so. Now, I'm not talking that we charge these killers head-on frontal assault and, and sacrifice ourselves. You know, and I'm not expecting people to do that. But... We can learn how to ambush at corners and doorways. We can learn how to work with others to effectively take these killers down. We can learn the best opportunities to do so. Okay, so there are things we can learn to increase our chances of being able to stop these killers. And people have done it. Ordinary, regular people have attacked back and stopped these shooters. I mean, a great example we saw in the Waffle House just a few months ago, where where that brave young man stopped that guy with a gun, and he saved a lot of lives. Okay, so we can learn better ways to do this. Um, Other things that we can do. We can purchase and know how to use life-saving devices such as tourniquets and pressure bandages. We can learn advanced first aid and trauma aid, which can save people, not just in an active shooter situation, but a car accident or any other emergency where massive hemorrhaging, hemorrhaging means the loss of life. So we can learn those things. We can have tourniquets and pressure bandages and, and um, first aid supplies handy and available. Um, We can increase our awareness. I talk about awareness all the time. Pull our heads out of our apps and pay attention. That will keep us safe in general, not just from active shooters and other terrorist attacks. We can learn how to interact with law enforcement during these situations to better help them do their job and accomplish their mission. Okay, So, I mean, there are many things we can do to better prepare ourselves for these kinds of situations. And that's why I really disagreed with that individual's comment. Okay? Having some kind of plan for emergencies, including active shooter situations, can help a person respond during crisis. So we need to have that plan before the event actually happens. That's why when you get on an airplane, every time you get on an airplane, they give you that safety briefing telling you how to work the seatbelt locate the nearest exit because in an emergency and you have to exit that aircraft you only have about 90 seconds to do so if there's fire and smoke and they have studied where people that had the plan because they interviewed them afterwards and they knew that they where the nearest exit was and they had that plan of something happens I'm getting out through that exit and they got out and others died not having that plan. 
Now, we, because they're deceased, we cannot say what they did or what they didn't do, but I would suspect that they didn't look around and find the nearest exit and commit that plan in their mind. So in the heat of the moment, when adrenaline and fear hit them, they, you know, froze up. Okay, so having a plan and knowing what you will do, even if it's a simple one, can make a difference. Okay, another tweet that I read that really bothered me, and I did a little video on YouTube about it yesterday. Um, it was from a man that was hiding under a desk, and he heard the gunman reloading. Now, anyone who's read my book or taken a class with me knows that hiding and hoping is not a plan for survival. Now, I'm very glad that individual, the individual who tweeted, he survived. And, and, and I'm glad for that, and the strategy worked for him in this situation, and that's a good thing. But the fact is, hiding under a desk and hoping does not provide the best chance of survival. Being proactive, taking your safety and survival into your own hands, and escaping, denying, or attacking back are proven to be the best options. Now, which option will depend on different variables? And that's why I created the Active Shooter Response Triangle for my book, Posters, and Classes. Okay, It's going to depend on your situation and where, your proximity to the shooter and a, a lot of variables of what will be the best option, escape, deny, or attack back. Okay, But those are proven to be better than hiding and hoping. And I say that because there have been these situations where killers have walked around shooting people, hiding under desks and tables. And that's why I don't want you hiding and hoping. You know, a few other things that they did not surprise me regarding the shooting yesterday at the Capitol Gazette, because they've happened before. I've talked about them, I've taught them, and I've written about them. One, there were signs beforehand of this potential incident happening. Okay, um, another thing, the suspect barricaded the exit doors as part of his pre-planned attack. We've seen that before, and it's something we have to be aware of. And, and we, we study these, and we, we take from them so we can hopefully prevent and save lives in the future. Um, another thing that wasn't surprising, I, I have a big list of it in my book, is people thought the initial sounds were fireworks. Part of that goes into the denial process that I talk and write about. Um, it's easier to think, oh, those are just fireworks, than acknowledge what it actually is. Okay? So these are things that have been studied. They repeatedly occur. And again, the only reason they're important right now is because this knowledge helps us prepare and hopefully prevent shootings and deaths in the future. Okay? So, you know, I want everyone that's listening to this right now to do the things that will make yourself safer and to increase your survivability in an active shooter or terrorist attack or just in daily life. Now, nothing is 100%. And I can't ensure that no one else dies. No one can do that. And I can't ensure that doing one of these three actions will make sure everyone survives. We can't do that. But I can guarantee that this information, if acted upon, can make a difference and it can increase your odds if you ever face such a horrific situation as they faced yesterday and that many others have faced and sadly people will face in the future. Um, you know, and, and that's why I often say my book 
and my course. They're the most important book and course you will ever read or take that I hope you never need. I don't want you to ever have to escape, deny, or attack back. But I want you to have that knowledge and ability just in case. So, I mean, it's up to all of us to take our own safety and personal security as our own responsibility and do the things that are increase our personal security and safety so we can enjoy our lives, but we can do so safely with a plan if something bad happens. So, as a final note, I want to say and give my heartfelt condolences thoughts and prayers to the friends and family members of those killed yesterday. Um, May they rest in peace. And that would be, and I hope I don't butcher the names, but that would be Rob Hasen. He was 59 years old, an editor and columnist. Uh, Wendy Winters, who was 65, and she was a reporter there. John McNamara was 56, and he was an editor and sports reporter. Um, Gerald Fishman, 61, he was an editorial page editor, and Rebecca Smith, who was a sales assistant. Uh, May all five of them rest in peace, and may there be some kind of peace found with their friends and family after this tragic situation. Uh, Thank you for listening. Um, Please, take care. Stay safe.